What's cracking, lovely people, is a big feed up HQ podcast. It's a solo pod today. Basically, I've been away for a few days this week and I went to work with a French rugby club called Rowan. And I had a few messages on social media about how people were interested and basically what I was doing. So I thought I'd record a little cheeky kind of 15, 20 minutes of a bit of a summary about the role of a performance nutritionist, kind of consulting nutritionist in elite sport and professional sport. So we start from the top. Basically, Rowan are in the third division of French rugby. And it's a little bit different over there because basically there's a little bit more money in the game compared to over here. So say in... Division three over here, players might be part time. They'll be still paid, but probably not to the same kind of extent as as in France. So there's actually 35 full time paid players in Rowan rugby team. And to give you a little bit of context, there basically, I kind of left the Channel Tunnel, drove a few hours in Normandy, kind of over there. So that was that. That's the position, um, in terms of where the club actually is. So yeah, 35 players paid full-time, and then they have five players. Uh, they basically have like a under-23s kind of scheme over in France, so they take five of the best under-23s players as well, and they're involved. So it's about 40-man 40, 40 squad, really, for the first team. And it was really, really interesting, really, really challenging as well, obviously, because of the language. I don't speak French straight away, just off the bat. I'm not even going to pretend to say that I speak French. So it's something I'm going to have to learn, Then obviously that comes with the challenge of the job. But really, really interesting, and the good thing is that we had, although bilingual players, all the coaching staff were English, and obviously their French were very good as well, so that worked extremely well. And it was an interesting couple of days. I basically went over Monday uh, morning, we got there, and um, yeah, travelled to the club, and then basically in the afternoon I went around the facilities, looked at a few things, and then sat down the afternoon, evening was at the end of training with the head coach, the assistant coach, the head of strength and conditioning, the assistant strength and conditioning coach and the physio. And basically they had a couple of interns as well. So one was doing a little bit of GPS. So they took, um, they've got maybe 15, 20 units or so that they get, that they use, they strap to the players. And then there was another chap, I think an intern, who's doing a little bit of the strength and conditioning with the other 23s. And he's also helping with the GPS with the first team. So it's, it's an interesting setup. It's growing. They're taking the team kind of from tier six to tier three. And I managed to get the opportunity because the head coach actually was the head coach of the first professional rugby team that I used to work for a few years ago before I moved to London and started working here. So, yeah, that was really good. We stayed in contact and basically I tapped him up last year. They said the team wasn't in the right place. The budget probably wasn't there. And then this year he contacted me and said, look, it'd be good if you came over pre-season. So we agreed a rate, day rate, basically. And then I went over and yeah, we had the meeting in the evening. So from my standpoint as a as a consultant, you know, this this first phase of getting the buy-in basically from the head coach, you know, he's obviously asked me to come over, he's paid me to come over, so he knows that it's important. But then straight away over in France it's different because they don't tend to prioritise, you know, budget per se to to this kind of thing. Training, strength and conditioning. Um, all of all of that and everything that it entails is is still quite new in French rugby, I think, and um, it's one of those things, especially a few leagues down. The president of the club's more interested in you know putting his money to players that are really good, and you know they'll play at that level probably five six thousand euros a month to some of the players that that are better to try to bring them in rather than you know investing in having a gym on site or investing in bringing in a consultant nutritionist every few months so I knew the challenge was for me to get in and really obviously show my value but I had to get to know the coaches I knew with the head coach 
um, before, so then I had to get the buy-in from the assistant coach. So I made sure that I sat next to the assistant coach at dinner, and we had a bit of a chat. And then straight away, obviously, I wanted to show that I wasn't some kind of, you know, absolute, not pernickety, but just you know, not not some kind of nutrition weirdo. I ate everything on the menu, enjoyed it. Obviously, very French. There was some cheese, there was some bread, and already there, I think I saw that he looked at what I was eating and and, and saw that I was very relaxed and have any kind of radical opinions on nutrition and um, he kept using the word balance and yeah we got on really really well and then I was lucky to sit in front of the head of strength and conditioning so that was interesting got a little background on you know what typical training week looks like for the players pre-season um, they had 16 new players into the squad so again they were only four or five weeks in so they were getting to know those players as well starting to get a little bit of data on them so it was an interesting challenge I think with a lot of this kind of thing it's it's basically just building on what we have, and then because you know the facilities are, are kind of growing at Ran and the um, support staff and things are growing, there's more data on the players. It was a really good, it was a good time to come in. So that was a really nice evening. Few drinks, got the buy-in hopefully from the coaches and the support staff, and then the next day were kind of sections and 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 presentations. So I got into we basically stayed in the hotel next to the ground. And half the players that were English speaking came to my first presentation. So it was completely nutrition 101 to all the players because um, the head coach briefed me saying, look, start from the beginning. So I spoke about energy availability and I used the very simple term of, of the three T's basically total time and type. And I wrote a little bit about that in a, a little post in Instagram. And I got that from our fantastic nutritionist and researcher lecturer James Moore so he I think he still works for Liverpool nutrition uh, nutritionally Liverpool FC and and Sky team Sky and I remember when I sat in as a you know as a student and um, I listened to just yeah how how relaxed he was and and how he was trying to convey complex information and put it into those three T's it really hit home and I've used that structure with situations like this speaking to people and uh, athletes and and trying to make it um easy you know easy to understand and, and and break things down into chunks because yeah players are going to resonate with different amounts of information and then also some players are going to need advice on different things so that was basically what the presentation was around it was like look total amount of food think about that think about how much you're moving and what the training stimulus is on different days thinking about the types of foods so obviously i introduced the macronutrients the carbohydrates proteins fats and then over in france i think you know as everyone knows stereotypically there's there's large intakes of saturated fat vegetables and things you know vary depending on region and, and things like that and then obviously protein intake they tend to have larger lunches out in france so i think you know, there'll be large amounts of protein maybe taken over at lunch, but that was something that I brought across. And then I went into a little bit on supplementation very briefly, because again, we don't have a, a big supplement budget. It's something new to a lot of the French players as well. And I wanted to make sure that, you know, they understood that I, I believe that food first is the most important. And that if we're going to use protein, caffeine, we're going to use electrolyte substances, um, sodium potassium that kind of thing you know they're all extras and I wanted to know what the players were doing as well so a nice little kind of practical um, part of the presentation because I didn't want to just stand up and deliver chat you know in front of oh, whatever 15 20 players and then they just sit there 
and it's a little bit disconnected. I chose and I spoke to the head coach beforehand um, and, and, and understood which, which players he thought would be the best to do this. And I've got three players, three of potentially you know the best players that run their nutrition really well to talk about a typical day for them in terms of training, a typical day, uh, non-training day, and then a match day, what they do. So that was really good. I put that up on the board and we had loads of discussions and that's where some of the other players came out of the woodwork and asked questions and then the session got a lot more interactive. So that, that worked really, really well. And then we finished that, that little session with um, a kind of group discussion on match day because basically the, the, um, you know, the decision around eating with uh, the team before or what they do on away days and all that kind of thing is keen to get some structure around that. So we had a good chat about that. So that finished, we had a little bit of uh, debrief with the coaches and things, and then before the French players came in, so that was the other half of the squad, completely French-speaking players, um, I adapted a few of the slides, took a little bit of feedback from the coaches, and then the French players came in and, and I did something very similar. I had one of the English players um, stay in, his French was absolutely immaculate, he'd been in France for 17 years, so I would speak again on the three T's, um, I spoke a little bit more about fueling, a little bit more about building, so that encompassed protein. I talked a little bit more about protection, so that encompassed uh, vegetables and fruits. And then I talked a little bit about boosting, so that was with the caffeine and with the, um, what else I put in there, soups and smoothies and things. So just using those key words because I didn't want to speak too quickly, I didn't want to say too many things. So fueling, boosting, protection, and what was the other one that I just said? Building, yeah, building encompassing the protein so again that worked that worked quite well some of the french guys you know really surprised me they took quite a few notes and there were a lot more questions as well from from the french lads so we went through that and a lot of them were obviously interested in supplementation a lot of them quite interested in, in what i thought of, of breakfast before training and um, that worked really well again we we picked out three of the three of the the coaching staff you know thought process around the best the best players nutritionally and, and we broke down those cases as well. We had loads of good questions and discussion. And I think that, that kind of broke the ice with the players. I, st I stood up and tried to create that balance between, you know, giving a bit of education, but then also trying not to basically just seem like I'm a, you know, a bit of, a, I suppose, coming in in my, in, in my suit and tie and being a bit of a twat, really. It's one of those things where I, I wanted to engage with them, educate them and, and get on their side. So... I think the next step that, that you know I wanted them to see in, in in my mind were that I can go from you know presenting and, and speaking to them quite specifically about food to then whipping on shorts and a t-shirt and we went out to the training ground so we had lunch together which was really good I met the team chef so she's basically just the uh, the, the kit the kit man with the team's wife she was she was really really cool I spoke a bit of kind of broken French, if you can even call that, pigeon English, and um, all the players in one were laughing because the the lunch was actually fantastic. It was it was some white fish and some mussels and some rice, and we had um, yogurt and some fruit as well, and and a little bit of a starter with some herring. So they're all going on about how that's not what she usually serves, but just because the nutritionist was here, it was um, yeah, it was really good. So that was a good chat, but I could see straight away the culture in France, obviously very different between 12 and 2 the uh there was no training no meetings it was food it was three courses and then obviously you know the players relaxed and, and chatted and did what they needed to do and then after that it went into you know talking a little bit about tactics and then they got on the training ground so i got on the shorts and t-shirt help you know help with filling water bottles and 
and kind of observing all the conditioning and all that kind of stuff and then that worked really well because afterwards a few a few of the other French players came up and we basically just sat on the pitch and had you know some real informal one-on-one discussions which I think was was good because again it just uh, showed that the buy-in had come from the presentation and a few of them just you know obviously wanted to ask some questions not in front of the group um, so I, I felt like I was um, you know starting to break some of those barriers down and um, that worked really well so that was day one um, went back to the hotel did a little bit of a bimble training wise for me and then uh, went out for dinner and then in the morning the really good thing was that before I came three people had signed up for half an hour one-on-one slots with me and then after the presentation Richard kind of contacted me head coach and um said look there's another 11 players that want one-on-ones so I managed to see the three people um I didn't mention I saw those three people after the training on the Tuesday night and then I saw the 11 individuals on the Wednesday morning so that was a really good challenge for me as a practitioner I got up again went for a little bit of a bimble coffee breakfast at the hotel and then I started my one-on-one so we went from around 8am to about 2pm half an hour slots with each player I had this, the same chat, really, really good guy sitting next to me and he translated for some of the French guys. And um, yeah, we went from there. I basically just kept it very simple. We just elaborated on, on everything that we talked about in the presentation. And obviously because the, the language barrier was there a little bit, we um, you know we didn't delve a lot deeper than, than the three T's, but I think it was, uh, it was good. Some of the French players that gave a few recipes too, they wanted to know more a little bit about breakfast. We talked about kind of evening evening and a and, and little bit of protein before bed, especially on some of those higher active training days. But then I think the main thing for some of them that came out that they they realised in the presentation they were eating the similar amounts of food in terms of total on off days and um, you know less active days. So I think that really hit home the uh, the kind of um, you know the important point of fueling for function. If the car's out on the road you're putting it in, but if it's not if it's back in the garage you can step away. So very simple, you maintain similar amounts of protein that you'd eat on a high active training day, but then taking carbohydrates, so the starch-based carbohydrates and some of the fruits and sugars and things, you know, taking those out of the diet on, on rest days and light active days and pushing in more vegetables that grow above the ground. So they were some of the kind of simple interventions I talked about. And um, yeah, some of the players just really needed a bit more of a conversation around practicality, what to buy when they're shopping, that kind of thing, because a lot of them were purchasing things bi-weekly so in essence that's what happened over the few days I had one-on-ones with players I had presentations I spoke to the coaches and I'm quite lucky that the head of strength and conditioning does all the kind of uh, body compositional measurements so we'll do the waist measurement the body fat the weight and they'd only this is the first time they brought that into the season so they did one at the start of pre-season and then um, we should have a bit more data in the next couple of weeks as well so we can compare so that's that will be really really interesting. And once I send over all of my kind of um, action items and takeaways from each player for my one on ones, we can obviously start to refine things. The next step for me, I suppose, would then be going back because I am going to be going back, and we haven't quite decided if it's going to be um, you know uh, in the winter or if it's going to be kind of sooner or or you know is it going to be kind of the the final third of the season, something like that. Again, because it's it's, it's a developing project, something that's not set in stone, but we agreed that probably go over twice and you know in this first season and start to lay some of the foundations. The next kind of step will be some of the 
you know, really key kind of uh, practical sides of things as well. So um, catch up with people that, that the coach really thinks I need to have one-on-ones with. And then also going to take um, certain players on supermarket tours and their families. And um, hopefully we can do some kind of really basic food and cooking workshops as well for some of the ones that, you know, they're not particularly good at preparing breakfast or preparing dinner. So in essence, I thought I'd just kind of give you guys all a little bit of a rundown about that um, because... Yeah, I think, again, with social media and all these kind of things and people talking about, you know, being coaches and doing all that kind of stuff, um, I don't tend to post a lot of what I do professionally on, on, on Instagram. You know, it's all the big feed up HQ and um, recipes and all that kind of stuff. But I'm a super passionate practitioner. And it's so good to get back into rugby nutrition. And that's a tiny little broad brushstroke of, of what I do when I, um, you know, work with an elite team like that. But I'm under no illusions that working in a team like that, you can't change things overnight. It takes time. And, um, yeah, if they keep climbing the leagues and, and I keep getting to work with them, over time we can refine things and, and you know, really bring some accuracy and, and I can really benefit their performance and recovery because, in essence, that's, that's what I've been brought in to do. Longevity, long-term health, you know, absolutely goes without saying but for these boys it's it's performance it's recovery it's what can we do to you know keep them moving quickly and um and you know in, in some of the grueling parts of the season as well keep their immune systems bolstered and high so um yeah i hope that helped and as always if if you like the show please share it and you can reach out all of my details and things are in the bio and um yeah i'm really looking forward to continuing to work with Rowan and um consult and do little bits in the side with sports teams. I think I'll always keep my toe in sports nutrition, even though my um, my corporate wellness consultancy and all that kind of other stuff is, is going well in the city. So happy Friday, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this cheeky little pod. And uh, yeah, have a healthy week. <laughs>